Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. Hey guys, this is Ras, and this is the Overlook Podcast. Today, we're talking about the disappearance of Rennell Bennett. Rennell Bennett is a Navajo Nation woman missing from Hogback, New Mexico. Family describes her as a sweet girl. She was a mother to three, a daughter, a sister, a friend, and so much more. She was last seen by her mother on June 15, 2021. Rennell disappeared just days before her daughter's 10th birthday, so the family says that she wouldn't miss for the world. When her mother, Rose, last saw her on June 15, they had talked about Rennell's daughter's birthday. They agreed to meet at her mother's home to decorate the house. During that time, it was mentioned that her boyfriend, Kendall, was in the home. However, her mother never saw him as he was in another part of the home during her entire stay. Before leaving, Rose, Rennell's mother, went to hug her, and she remembers Rennell hugging her really tight and long, getting almost having a sort of cry to it. It was definitely odd at the moment, but her mom didn't question it at the time. In hindsight, she wondered if she should have probed more. In a KOA TV news clip, her mother describes the day that she knew something was wrong. Her mother, Rose, describes Rennell's 10-year-old daughter texting her mother all day trying to figure out where her mother was. It was her birthday and she was having a celebration and was expecting to see her mom. However, her mom never showed up. Rose described watching her dear daughter frantically look for her mother throughout the whole evening. She says she kept texting her mom, remember, it's my birthday today. And she describes how her granddaughter just kept looking out, expecting her to eventually walk through the door. When days had went by and Ronell had still not contacted her children, who was living with her mother at the time, her mother knew something was wrong. As not only did she miss her daughter's birthday, but she talked to those kids every day. And now it had been days and no one had heard from her. Eventually, her mother went by her house but found a lock. After about a week, she filed a missing persons report. Now, while her mother Rose did file a missing persons report with Shiprock Police, she doesn't know how seriously they really took it. She states that two days after filing a report, after not hearing from anybody, she reached back out to the investigator only to find out that this whole case that she was describing to him, well, it was news to him. He didn't know anything about it. He didn't receive any report. According to an article I found on Pace's Connection, it took police over a week to officially file the report. Rose says that police didn't even keep up with the family, and after a while, she couldn't get in touch with anyone. In fact, she felt like maybe she had pestered them and they were purposely avoiding her. And that was enough, and her family decided to do the searches on their own. On one particular search, the family found her shoes and a sweater on a dirt road along the mesa. But even after finding these things, they report they still really didn't hear from the police. In a KLAT news clip, her mother Rose states that she felt like the police just got sick of her. She reports that she would call, but Ruby told that the investigator was out or he was busy doing something. 
So sometimes she would just go to the police station in person and she would sit and she would sit and sit and wait for him. But every time she was given an excuse on why he couldn't speak. Rennell's brother, he was working up in Colorado and he quit his job to move back to the area to help look for his sister. He spends most of his days searching and following up on different tips that come in. In an interview with KLAT, he says, if I can't be the protector of my family, you know, where do I go from here? I just want to know, how do I help? Now, Ronell's sister, she too spoke to the news, saying how hard it's been for the whole family, but in particular for Ronell's kids. She said they get sad and they'll just sit there and we just try our hardest to keep them happy. Now, the family is still hopeful that Ronell is alive somewhere out there and maybe they can find her. Now, at the time that Ronell disappeared, she again had a new boyfriend, Kendall Johnson. Now, family, they had heard her talking about him, but it doesn't seem like anyone really knew him too well or possibly even met him physically. One thing that was for certain is that before Ronell disappeared, no one knew how dangerous Kendall was. After Ronell was reported missing, while talking to the police, her mother Rose informed the police that she did have a boyfriend who was staying at the home the last time I was there. And she gave the police the boyfriend's name. And the police, they knew this name. They knew this name pretty well. And basically, they told Rose that, yeah, this guy is not the type of guy you want your daughter dating. In a Navajo Times article, Rynell's mother reports, and I quote, he, referring to the officer, asked who she was with, and I said KJ. And that's when he told me, that guy is no good. And that's when I began to worry. When the police told me he was no good, it's when it really scared me. I just want her to be found. Every day, I sit here wondering if she's going to walk through that door. Now, here's the thing about her boyfriend, Kendall. Kendall was suspected to be involved in a slew of crimes happening in the Shiprock area. Crimes that range from home invasion to Grand Theft Auto. In late July of 2021, he was apprehended in Red Mesa, Arizona, after allegedly escaping an intense car chase with a stolen vehicle in Shiprock. In that particular case, there was multiple perps in multiple cars, and some of the perps threw out homemade spike devices that blew out police tires, and one police vehicle was even rammed into by one of the suspects in their car. Once found, Kendall was officially arrested on a federal warrant stemming back to a 2020s weapon charge. We eventually find out that the police did talk to Kendall about Rennell's disappearance, but police, they haven't really released the outcome of this questioning. It stated that Kendall did put his last sightings of Rennell a couple days after her mother last saw her, and he did put the last time he saw her in a very specific area. However, this area has not been released to the public. Now, it is reported that the police were able to track Rennell's cell phone pics, and what they found indicated that her phone had been up and moving around a lot at some point after she last saw her mother. However, 
It's still unclear if her phone was on her while it was moving or somebody else had this phone. In a Navajo Times article titled, Girlfriend of Shiprock, Alleged Auto Thief Missing, it is mentioned that police wondered about Ronell's involvement with Kendall's crime spree at one point in time. However, police have openly commented that they're honestly not sure if she's involved or not. See, Kendall's alleged crime spree seemed to be very well organized and it seemed to contain multiple people. Two of the people arrested that is believed to be connected to Kendall were also females. However, police have noted that they are not really worried about her connection for the sake of charges, more so for clarity of what could have happened to her to keep her away from her home and her loved ones for so long. Now, a month after Ronell disappeared, agents from the Bureau of Indian Affairs of Justice Services arrived to assist with her case. The agency had a newly formed missing and murdered unit, also known as the MMU. Ronell's mother, Rose, states that agents came, they searched Ronell's home, and they took a couple items for evidence and promised to be in touch. But after three months with no word, her mother reached out to the agents herself. And she was told that, well, yeah, they were waiting on the Navajo Nation police. They needed word from them before they could move on with the investigation. But when her mom reached out to Navajo police, they told her, well, yeah, we're waiting on the MMU to get back to us before we move on with the investigation. Family really isn't sure who's dropping the ball, but it appears they're disappointed with all agencies involved and they're not the only ones. The MMU was created in 2021. And while initially it gave many families hope that the plight to find missing loved ones was being taken seriously, the fact of the matter is, the unit has gotten off to a very rough start. Some of these problems are the same age-old problems that individuals looking for justice on reservation had before the MMU was even created. It's the same age-old problems of jurisdiction issues and being met with nothing but pure silence when trying to figure out what's being done on their loved one's case. In a statement announced by Deb Holland, an Indigenous Cabinet Secretary said that the MMU will provide the resources and leadership to prioritize these cases and coordinate resources to hold people accountable, keep our communities safe, and provide closure for families. And while that sounds nice, many people have pointed out that that they actually haven't done that. And like a lot of the policies that seem to be passed in regards to helping missing and murdered Indigenous people get justice, the policies are just very vague, which leaves a lot of room for people to receive money and fund departments that essentially end up doing um, what many families says amounts to nothing. As pointed out in an article posted by The Guardian titled, People are angry. U.S. families feel let down by Indigenous missing unit. If you go to the MMU website right now, though the 2021 Nation Crime Information Center's report lists 9,500 missing Indigenous people, the website only features two pages of victims, 16 victims in total. Right now, is one of those 16 that I mentioned. And 
though she's one of the lucky few who got chosen to be mentioned, it doesn't feel like her case is getting any type of priority or additional help. See, the issue is when crime is committed on tribal land, there seems to be this huge jurisdiction dispute. According to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, and I quote, for crimes committed in Indian country, jurisdiction over criminal justice administration varies by the type and seriousness of the crime, whether the offender or the victim is a tribal member in the location of the offense. Crimes committed in Indian country among AIANs may be subject to concurrent jurisdiction by tribal, federal, state, or local criminal justice agency. This is due to the sovereign state status of federally recognized tribes in the public law of 83-280. And basically all that says is that crimes committed on tribal land can legally become a game of hot potato, with each jurisdiction kind of just kicking the can to one another while all parties are yelling, not it, not it, not it. And while this whole game of not it is occurring, victims or their families are left waiting for answers on a case that sometimes no one is even working on because everybody is too busy shifting the case responsibility around, making it extremely easy for cases to get lost in the cracks. And while I have found articles mentioning Ronell's case, this case actually really hasn't got a lot of media attention on its own. See, her case is mostly mentioned in think pieces about indigenous women in general. Actual articles solely focusing on her case are far and few in between. In fact, almost all of it I found from the same one newspaper. And the information I got is brief and missing a lot of details. So while there's now a hashtag and there's more attention on the movement of missing indigenous women, the actual spotlight being shown on these individual cases for people to know, hey, these women are missing. We don't know what happened to them. Let's get eyes on the ground. Let's get tips flowing in. That, that in itself is not happening. It's almost feeling like these think pieces are coming up and these general policies are coming up almost for show because the actual work being done to find these women don't feel like they're being done at least not to their loved ones, at least not to the ones who have been crying out from help from a system that has shown them time and time again that they will leave them behind. Because this case is so little talked about in the media, I have not come across any theories on what possibly happened to Renelle or why she disappeared. No one is really talking about this case. Few people know that she is missing. And while the police states they are doing things in this case, people aren't really sure what it is that they're doing. Now, I did search around social media and I did come across a few social media posts where people were discussing suspicious activity in the Shiprock area around the time that Ronnell disappeared. One user spoke of an attempting kidnapping in the Four Corners area of the reservation. Two women reported being chased by someone late at night. One in particular reported that after midnight, a car not only chased her, but rammed it themselves into her bumper. Now she was able to make it to safety, but she and another woman shared their stories to make sure people in the reservation knew this was going on and to keep safe. 
And in this post, people did wonder if this had anything to do with other missing women on the reservation, such as Ronell. But besides a few far in between missing persons flyer with nothing but prayer emojis underneath, that's almost all I came across in regards to this case on social media. As of now, Ronell Bennett is still missing and her family still has questions that are unanswered. The main one being, where is our loved one? How can we get her back home? I ask that if you have seen Ronell Bennett or if you have any information on her whereabouts, to please contact the Navajo Police Department Shiprock District at 505-368-1350 or 505-368-1351. Unfortunately, that is all the information I have on this case. If you head over to my Instagram at the Overlook underscore podcast, I will have information and pictures up of Ronell so you can take a look and see if you recognize her face. Have you seen her? Were you in that area? I'll also have the numbers posted of where you can call if you have any information. I do ask that if you enjoy listening to the podcast, that you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. And other than that, I have a new episode for you guys next Sunday. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and you'll hear the sound of my voice again this time next week. Bye. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.